am so sorry. I have not published a podcast in, it's been over a week. I missed last Tuesday and this Tuesday, yesterday. Um, my son had his tonsils removed and it has been a nice, fun, up and down battle with that, trying to keep him comfortable and keep all the rest of the little minions alive as well. So um, something went on the wayside and that was the podcast this last couple of weeks. But I'm back. I am attempting this episode. We'll see how long I have until I get interrupted again. So um, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, Today we're going to talk about a subject that is very much on my mind and I have been um, looking stuff up and figuring stuff out for myself on this, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to share some of what I'm learning. Um, I am going to talk today about pregnancy, about some of my tips and tricks and hacks for a pregnancy using some of the Young Living products and essential oils. So pregnancy is an overall term for all of the things that happen to your body when you are making a baby. Um, And some of those things, especially if this is your first pregnancy, are unexpected. I'm currently pregnant with number four. So there's, there's not too much that I think is going to surprise me. But I am surprised at how much I learn each pregnancy and uh, I learn how to to do things. Um, So first of all, I just want to start out with a general overview. So um, essential oils and uh, the Young Living products can be an awesome companion during pregnancy. Oils like lavender and myrrh are great for uh, your skin elasticity and all of that. It's going to be great for your skin quality. And uh, I, for stretch marks and stuff, the the studies on that are kind of out. Um, What I have read is there are some people that don't ever do anything to their skin and they end up with a beautiful belly afterwards. And there are some people who diligently apply their preferred products every single day and they still get horrible stretch marks. Um, It has to do a lot with genetics, with how big you get, how swollen you are. Um, But to me, it's worth trying. Um, It's worth everything. My first baby was ginormous and I looked like I couldn't get any bigger by the time I was about 25 weeks along and I still got bigger. And so unfortunately my ginormous stretch marks were here to stay, but I didn't get any new ones with my other babies. So who knows? I don't know. I I wasn't using essential oils or young living products or anything like that. Um, with my first pregnancy, I started about midway through And so who knows what would have happened if I would have been diligent with something to start with. Um, There are some things that I I want to cover, and I'm actually just going to read this little segment from one of my favorite reference books. 
and it just has some really great information on pregnancy and the use of essential oils and stuff and cautions and some safety tips just right off the bat. Um, so it says, as always, when using essential oils, common sense is most important when deciding how to use them. During pregnancy, most oils are safe and bring peace and contentment. When rubbing them over the stomach, many women have said they have felt a positive response from the unborn infant. Energy sensitivity is very high during this time and is something to be aware of and enjoyed. Gentle Baby, Valor, White Angelica, Rudavela, Magnify Your Purpose, Joy, Harmony, Highest Potential, Gathering, Dejais, and Dreamcatcher are just a few that are enjoyable for both the mother and baby throughout the pregnancy. Oils such as basil, clary sage, fennel, hyssop, nutmeg, roseberry, rosemary, sage, tansy, and tarragon should be used carefully with a good understanding as to their benefits and how to use them. So those are the ones that, that you need to use with some extra caution, um, just because, not, they're, not that they're dangerous, but you need to understand them before just um, applying them, especially liberally. Some essential oils, such as fennel and clary sage, may help to accelerate labor once it has begun. Um, so you really, especially towards the last trimester, um, those, those two oils especially need to be used with caution because we don't want to do anything that would uh, make baby come when he's not ready. Um, and so really... Those are, those are the cautions. Um, and, and I feel like we needed to get that out of the way at the very beginning and just say, um, that while most are completely safe and I use them, uh, cause I have studied and studied and studied about it. Um, you need to make sure you do some reading for yourself and, and dive into some of these, these topics and some of these things that I'm talking about and you do what's comfortable for you and, um, what you feel safe doing, because just because I have done it and I'm on pregnancy number four and I have been there, done that does not mean that that is necessarily something that you need to do. Okay. So uh, this is just me saying what I do with my pregnancy. One of the things that I notice when I first become pregnant, I mean, it is one of my first signs now that this is my fourth pregnancy, I kind of know what to look for, um, is I start to get stuffy and I am pretty much, uh, have some nasal congestion that goes around along with pregnancy, um, the whole way through my pregnancy. And it is not fun, um, especially right now with, with the current health climate of, of everything going on. Um, me walking around with a drippy nose um, and, and stuffed up. I'm like, I promise I'm just pregnant. This is normal for me. Um, <laughs> but one of the things, I have a couple things that I do that, that can help me. And one of the things that I do is I actually do... Uh, nasal irrigation and I, I typically just do the um, saline solution. Uh, I actually buy the saline packets that's for nasal irrigation and I have a special squeeze bottle thing that I use um, and I just do the saline with the warm water and rinse my nasal 
passages out doing that. Uh, the first couple times I did it, I seriously was like, I'm going to drown myself. Am I really doing this? This is crazy. Um, but I'm telling you, it's a lot easier than it looks. And it feels so much better. Um, one thing you can do is if you're having especially um, drainy um, pregnancy nose, <laughs> is you can actually add a couple of drops of tea tree to your your saline solution uh, and shake it up real good before you do your uh, your irrigation and that can also help um, with that wash and really help to to wash all of that um, congestion and stuff out of your nose um, and I don't know why you get the um, the pregnancy nose. I read once that basically your whole body goes into uh, mucus producing mode. You know, a TMI if you're a guy listening to this, but this is a pregnancy podcast episode right now. So we're going to talk about some things. Um, so you create a mucus plug and around, I'm, I'm nine weeks. So around seven, eight weeks, eight and a half weeks, you know, they say that your mucus plug is like fully formed and it's the plug that basically seals off the area so that no bacterial infection or anything can go in between the baby and uh, the vaginal canal. Um, so that's all well, it's all good. But in the process of creating and maintaining this, this mucus plug, all of the mucus membranes in your body kind of like get kicked into gear and your nasal, your sinuses, is a mucus, you know, membrane area. And they're basically like, hey, don't leave me out. I want to do this too. And it's really annoying. Um, <laughs> but that is the only, that's the best explanation that I have found for that. It makes me feel better because I do know that it is normal. I'm not some kind of freak that just has to... Uh, use a tampon in her nose the whole pregnancy, um, which is not quite that bad usually, but you can definitely hear it in my voice that I have some inflammation in my nasal passages. So that is um, for runny nose, inflammation in your nose during pregnancy. So the next thing we're going to talk about is another one of my super early pregnancy symptoms that I get. And um, this time especially, and this is pregnancy-caused um, spots, blemishes, you can call it acne, but um, it's not acne, it's hormonal-driven, normal pregnancy skin issues. Um, so I actually, uh, I was already pregnant, didn't know it, I was several weeks along, and around my chin, kind of around my mouth, um, especially, I was having horrible, I mean, large, painful breakouts. And I had not been having issues. And I was at my mom's house, and I was like, man, um, I know that you can look up kind of areas of your face and kind of do what they call face mapping and and that can kind of tell you what is causing the issues. But I need to do something because this is ridiculous. I mean, I was getting, they were so painful and large. And so we looked it up and it said that, um, there's like the Chinese face mapping. You can Google it and look at all the different charts and stuff. And it's really kind of cool. 
but it said that my hormones were out of balance and that my reproductive system, my reproductive organs were maybe what was causing the issues. And so I thought, oh, you know what? I, I bet it is because um, I should be either fixing to start my period or something because I had had one period since um, having my baby who is now 11 months old. And I thought, that's it. You know, I had one period already and my body's just gearing up for another period. That's what it has to be. And so I just kind of put it off, like whatever. Um, And then like a week later is when I found out that I was pregnant. Um, And actually, if you have an iPhone, just a little tip here. I have always, I've used several different tracking methods for um, my periods and ovulation and all of that, just because for me personally, with fertility treatments, et cetera, that I normally have to go through, you have to have um, a little bit more information on things. And so I, I like a tracker that I can use. And the health app actually built into the iPhone is one of the better trackers that I have personally found and it's free and it's already built into your your iPhone so if you're going to use a a digital app based tracking system you might check that out um so so these spots what do we do with them um personally I Still am battling them off and on. Um, one thing that I use is um, tea tree. It, it works really well. I put some tea tree on my face on the spots. Um, I use the Young Living Acne Cream, um, and it, it actually works really well. Um, then um, they have this new, and I personally have not used it yet. I have it on my order. It's a brand new skincare line that I have seen a ton of people have excellent results with, and I cannot wait to get it in and try it for myself. Um, But it's the Bloom skincare line. Uh, They just launched it at convention in, I think it was June. And um, I would be, I'd be super excited to try this new line because it's more formulated specifically for um, the, the trouble skin and stuff. Um, so, so I'm really interested to try that. One thing that I do use regularly, um, and it's probably the most regular thing that I do as part of my own skincare routine. Uh, I'm going to not even try to lie to you and tell you that I have some kind of great skincare routine. My skin would be so much better if I did. Um, but unfortunately I am a defender for maintenance type person and I'm also a picker so if I did not self-sabotage my own skin it would be so much better because I do have all these awesome tools at my disposal I just kind of self-sabotage and make it worse for myself and I realize that and I have come to grips with that in my 33 years here on this earth and it just is what it is so Anyways, something that I do that I have really loved is I create my own astringent pads. And I either use the little cotton rounds or I use um, cotton balls. And I basically just make up a blend of essential oils that sound really good to me at the time. 
Um, and they're usually the face oils. So I will take uh, witch hazel and I will take uh, probably, I use frankincense and lavender and geranium, um, maybe some um, melrose, things like that that are really good for your skin. And some tea tree, tea tree would be a good one to put in there. Um, and I mix those oils up. I put my, um, my pads in the jar. I kind of layer it actually. I'll put a few pads in and then I'll mix up my mixture and then I'll pour a little bit of the mixture in and then I'll put some more, um, of the cotton pieces in and then I'll pour some more in there and I have it in a stainless steel. Um, actually it's a soup, <laughs> a travel soup container. Um, but it works perfectly for my needs to keep my astringent pads in. And I use that sometimes morning and night on my face. Uh, and then sometimes I follow it with a moisturizer or something. But um, I have found that, that sometimes just using that by itself without the moisturizer, at least for a little bit, giving it time to kind of dry out some of my oily areas and stuff, has really helped my skin. Uh, like I said, if I could actually make myself stop messing with my face, it would probably be so much better, but that is my own personal pipe dream. One thing that can happen in pregnancy, and I think it's due to um, more blood volume, your your body actually has a significantly more blood in it. In, in your veins and stuff. And so you have more blood volume. And so things like your gums, they, they are more susceptible to any oral issues that you might have. Um, and so one of the things that in pregnancy is you should take some extra care of your mouth. And uh, one of my very, very favorite things to do, and I usually do it more in pregnancy, is a DIY um, mouthwash, um, oil pulling method. And if you're allergic to coconut oil, you probably can't do this. Um, usually I can recommend an alternative for like a carrier oil or something if you don't want to use coconut. But the properties of coconut oil in and of itself um, are part of the, the benefit of this particular um, method. And so if you can't use coconut oil, you probably can't do this method but it is called oil pulling and I love it. And, um, the first couple of times I did it, I was like, Ooh, this is gross. Uh, but you quickly get used to it. And basically you just take a small spoonful of the solid, you know, actual coconut oil, not the fractionated, not, you know, the liquid pouring, you know, coconut oil, but your real coconut oil and you put it in your mouth and as soon as it touches your mouth it starts to dissolve and you swish that around really swishing it good getting it in all the little crevices getting it in between your teeth and it's pulling so you're 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 swishing hard enough and long enough that you're you're pulling um some some issues some things out of your mouth and I literally do it as long as I can. Um, sometimes it's 20 minutes uh, whenever I just have 20 minutes. I might sit at night um, after I've put the kids to bed and just be on my phone or something and sit and swish the oils in my mouth. Um, 
one of the, the oils, two of the oils, I would say there's two oils that I highly recommend. Um, the first one is thieves and the thieves vitality oil. And you would put just one or two drops uh, and I would just drop it straight into my mouth after I put the uh, coconut oil in. I'm a pretty no-nonsense. There's no point in trying to mix it up and all that beforehand. Um, so drop it in there and swish it around with that. That is going to um, to boost the coconut oil and really add some awesomeness. If you're having any tenderness or anything in your mouth, the, the clove in the the thieves is actually going to give some numbing properties and your your mouth will feel better um, after that Um, another one that i highly recommend is lemon and the lemon vitality drops are amazing and i actually use lemon in a couple of ways with my oral care i will use it in my uh, oil pulling but also i have i have um I have a bamboo toothbrushes. Uh, I do not recommend using lemon on um, plastic toothbrushes because citrus oils will actually dissolve plastic. It will dissolve petroleum products. So you don't want that happening in your mouth. Um, so anyways, I take, I brush my teeth with my Thieves toothpaste and then I will um, start with a dry toothbrush and I will drop a couple drops of lemon on there and just brush my teeth again. Just really whoosh it all over with the lemon. And then I will, no, I don't rinse. I leave it on. And the clean is awesome. It also has a little bit of a numbing effect if you're having um, some painful uh, places in your mouth. Um, But it feels like I have just gotten back from the dentist it's seriously like awesome clean you can't like stop rubbing your teeth on the your your tongue on the back of your teeth you know that feeling um it's amazing uh, another one you could also do just for the the fresh breath aspect would be a drop of peppermint you know that's always going to be awesome the peppermint vitality oil um, so there's several things you can do for oil oral care in pregnancy just to kind of up your game a little bit and just make sure that your dentist is going to be happy with your pregnant mouth. Okay, it's time to get into the big boy, the one that everybody has questions about and I struggle with it myself. I have never had what they call um, severe morning sickness, the hypresis, however you say it, HG. Um, (laughs) but I have had normal morning sickness. Um, with my first two, I did throw up, but not a lot. Um, (laughs) I remember having to stop on the side of the road and I opened the car door before Cameron could even get stopped and was, was doing my thing. Uh, it was awful. Uh, we actually went to England and France when I was pregnant with my first and I was we actually we announced in Paris we took some pictures and posted on social media and announced that we were pregnant and it was an awesome trip like loved going um it was my second time to be in Europe and um, Cameron my husband had actually lived and worked in Europe and in England for 
um, almost a year. And so he took me to some of the places that were his favorite places and it was awesome. But I get motion sickness anyways and I get um, some random weird headaches and stuff anyways. And being pregnant and riding on the tube and having, <laughs> being on trains and taking public transport and walking long distances and all of that... I, I was pretty miserable. Um, and again, at that time, I did not have any of my essential oils or anything to go to. And so I, I just felt helpless because there isn't a lot you can take. And I'm super sensitive to any of the like promethazine and stuff like that. If I take even a half a one, it knocks me out. And I didn't want to be knocked out on vacation. And so I was just miserable. <laughs> if I could redo the trip, I would I would have made myself, I'd go back in time and I would be like, here, you're going to need these. And I would hand myself a bottle of peppermint. Um, so morning sickness and pregnancy. Um, it, it's really unfair that they call it that because it's not just in the morning. Uh, mine typically sets in mid-morning and lasts through mid-afternoon, and then I'm usually pretty good. Um, I, I have not thrown up this pregnancy, knock on wood, um, but I have been on the verge so many times, and it's just that constant feeling, that, that weird headache that makes you want to throw up with some weirdness in your tummy and nothing sounds good and yet you want to eat everything but you think if you put anything in your mouth you're going to be sick it, it's really miserable I mean truly anyone who functions in society and still maintains life at while having morning sickness I, you're awesome because it's difficult um one of my very favorite things is um, peppermint. And I will sit there and smell peppermint all day long. Um, I will keep a bottle near me and I will just open up the bottle and just smell it. Uh, sometimes I'll put a tiny little drop, just just basically touch the, the top of the peppermint bottle and just put just a tiny, tiny bit right there underneath my nose um, just to kind of keep it there and that helps quite a bit. Um, I also like using Dejai's. I might use a drop of Dejai's Vitality and put um, under my tongue and sit for a couple of seconds before swallowing it um, and that helps to calm my tummy. It's got the, the ginger and all of that in it. Um, another thing I might do is put a drop of regular Dejai's on my belly button and again, that just kind of helps to, to calm my stomach. Um, I also really love um, uh, drinking. So drinking water is a catch-22. You need plenty of water in pregnancy, but drinking plain water sometimes can actually make you more nauseous. If you're having a hard time keeping your your prenatals down, um, try taking them at night before you go to bed, and that will help a little bit. Um, but also, do not ever take them with just water, because water alone on an empty stomach, especially like in the mornings, 
and your pills can cause nausea. I have some doctor friends that tell people never, ever, ever take your pills with water. Um, try to find some type of juice or something that will, will help because when that something about it, when that water hits your stomach, it churns it up and, and the nausea will set in. So there's a pro tip right there. Uh, so one thing that I love to do is I make a big, um, sometimes it will just be water with a drop or two of, of vitality oils in it. So I would use lime, lemon, uh, maybe a tiny bit of ginger, especially if I'm feeling really um, sick. That ginger really does help. Um, but I will make a red drink. And this red drink is, I have my big, like, 28-ounce Yeti. And I will put ice, and then I'll fill it about halfway up with water. And then I do um, a serving of absorbic acid, which is not a Young Living product. It's a vitamin C powder. And then I will do a serving of, of sulfurzyme powder, which is going to be amazing in pregnancy. If you don't know what sulfurzyme is, you should look that up. Um, and then I will do a two ounce serving of Ningxia Red. And then I will do two to four drops of a Vitality Oil. So typically it's something like lime or citrus fresh or both. Um, I'm Like I said, I might throw in a ginger, kind of throw a spicy undertone to it. Uh, I stir that up really good, and then I put more water in to go ahead and fill the cup up. Um, and I will sip on that for half the day. Um, I'll go ahead and drink some more water and stuff outside of that. But that really, that right there helps to get in some nutrition, helps get in my antioxidants. It's not just water. And, and that right there helps with the nausea quite a bit. Um, so that is nausea in pregnancy, that morning sickness in pregnancy. Um, another tip that I have is don't go too long without eating. For me, um, I eat grain-free, sugar-free. And so that can be really difficult when you're dealing with morning sickness. And to be completely frank with you, I, I usually do completely low carb as well, even during pregnancy. It's how I operate all the time. So my body's used to it. It's great. Um, but I have been allowing myself some white potatoes and I shouldn't, it causes inflammation in my body and my body does not like it. It is something that I, I know I should not be doing, but the baby wants it <laughs> and I'm justifying it because I'm going, it's the only thing I'm letting myself have. Um, and I still shouldn't do it, but I have been allowing myself to have some white potatoes. Um, and it does help with the emotional part of it. I am an emotional eater. I always have been. And when I'm feeling gross and nauseous and everything, I just want what I want. And I can't have the donuts and I can't have the toast and I can't have all of the things that I want. So I let myself have potatoes and it's gotten a little out of hand. So um, announcing it to the world, no more potatoes for Jessica. Got to find another, another way to deal with that. Um, but it is true 
that you need to try to to keep something on your stomach. Um, and a lot of that's that's part of why um, typically crackers and stuff like that is recommended because it's something easy you can carry with you. You can snack on it. You can do whatever. Um, and they're, they're easily portable and that, um, carbohydrates and the dryness of the cracker helps to dry up some of that stomach acid and stuff in your stomach and helps you not be quite so nauseous. Um, I've discovered some really great grain-free almond flour crackers from Simple Mills and they are delicious. Um, unfortunately I ate a whole box, so don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, but find something that you can do that you can just kind of keep on you if you're feeling really, really nauseous and it really does help. Speaking of TMI, um, a lovely pregnancy friend that you might come across would be hemorrhoids. I actually did not have a single one with my first pregnancy. There were a lot of things that I had with that pregnancy. Hemorrhoids was not one of them. Um, really until about three months postpartum with him. And he, honestly, he messed me up. I had 26 stitches with him. There was, my birth story with him is fantastic. Um, but anyways, um, I did not have one until about three months postpartum with him. And then I honestly have battled them ever since. They have, I never quite go away. Um, and I have found some things that really do help um, with that. One of my favorite go-tos is the Clariderm spray. And uh, there's a spritz or two down there, um, right where the problem area is. Um, it's a cooling sort of effect, so it feels really good, and it it helps to reduce them a little bit. Now, huge, huge ones, you know, obviously you need to have your doctor look at those, etc., but just your normal pregnancy hemorrhoids, that is my first go-to, absolutely 100%. Also, um, be sure to drink plenty of water. If you're feeling constipated, um, what is causing your constipation? You know, don't just automatically go, oh, I've got to go like, you know, take medicine for this or whatever. Look at what your body's doing. Um, your, your hormones can cause constipations in, in constipation and pregnancy. Um, and so you need to be drinking that extra water. Um, eat something that's going to help to loosen that up a little bit. Um, eat some fruit. Make sure you're getting plenty of fiber and stuff in your diet to try to, to keep yourself going so that you don't end up having to struggle too hard to go to the restroom and end up with a hemorrhoid because those are not good. Um, they, they hurt a lot. Another thing that you can use on them, um, aside from the Clariderm spray, um, you could put the, uh, the Tinder Tush, the Kids Sense, um, line. It is not the diaper rash cream. It is the KidSense Tender Tush. There are two different ones. Um, and I don't know, the Diver Rush Cream might be okay if that's all you had, but the Tender Tush is going to um, feel pretty good. It's, it's, uh, it's not Vaseline. We don't use Vaseline. It's a petroleum product. That's not um, what Tender Tush is made out of. But if I were to compare it to anything familiar, um, Vaseline would be what I would compare it to. Um, you need to probably make sure you're taking a really good, um, probiotic 
and you might even look at some of your nutritionals, making sure your enzymes and everything in your are are in balance. Um, and if they're not, there's some supplements that are enzymes that you can go to. Um, because if your food isn't breaking down properly, you're going to to have some more issues with pooping. So, you know, that's one of those wonderful, beautiful things about pregnancy. You can't get away without talking about hemorrhoids. So congratulations. You've heard me say poop and hemorrhoids several times during this podcast. Okay. So now that we're past the TMI stuff, I think that's pretty much all the TMI stuff. Um, one other thing that I commonly come across in my pregnancies is headaches. And, um, usually it's a tension headache, like a stress induced headache. Um, and so first of all, I'm going to tell you, find ways to reduce your stress. Um, I know that's easier said than done. I have a whole podcast. I think my last episode was about some stress management techniques, etc. So go to that, see that first. Um, but Tension headaches, they're, they're like one of the most common type of headaches. Um, it can be caused by emotional stress, environmental stress. Um, you get tightened muscles in the scalp, the back of the neck. It can be caused by anxiety, fatigue, hunger, inadequate rest, poor posture, mental or emotional stress, etc. And if you paid attention to that list of, of causations, you're like, oh, basically so pregnancy. Yeah. So it's normal. Um, one of the things that you could do is, is you're going to want to apply um, some essential oils. And these, it's probably best to dilute them. I would do like a 50-50 ratio. And you're going to apply them around the hairline on the back of the neck and across the forehead. Now don't use too much because you don't want it dripping. You don't want it running down into your eyes. It's just a very light amount, just right at the hairline and then on your forehead and then on your neck. Um, and the oils you can use vary. Um, some people just find some things they absolutely love and they just go with it. Um, some people like to play around with it. Some, um, some things that are recommended would be valerian, cardamom, um, tangerine, um, frankincense, peppermint, lavender, chamomile, bergamot. All of those are going to be really good. Um, so you can choose a couple of them, kind of see what works for you. Um, one of the things that I do, especially if I'm on the go, is I have my bottle of Deep Relief Roll-On, and that is a really good pre-done mixture, pre-diluted, it's in a roll-on um, carry bottle. And so I just take that and I roll it on all those places. I roll it on my neck, roll it all along my hairline, and then a little bit on the sides of my forehead. And it does help. Um, sometimes I'll even take it, like where I really get my tension headache is not just at the base of my neck but like all the way up like to where your the crown that that I don't know where it starts kind of sticking out and it sticks out further than your neck all the way up into there and I will gently try to roll that up there and then massage it with my fingers and that helps so much so swelling um, especially towards the end of pregnancy or if it's super hot outside um, swelling is something that you're going to probably deal with a little bit. 
Um, I will say that my grain-free, sugar-free pregnancy, I hard, had hardly any swelling at all. And I went from wearing size 11 shoes that my feet could not fit into and I was spilling out. And not only did I have an ankle, which is like not a cankle, it's, it's where from my knee down to the top of my foot was basically the same size with my first two pregnancies. Um, I went from that to wearing my normal shoes and having actual ankles, nice looking feet um, with my third pregnancy. And that was due to the dietary change. That was due to um, eating grain-free, sugar-free, and, and not indulging in all of those sweets and stuff that I really want for pregnancy. One of the biggest uh, things that I have found to help besides the dietary improvements um, is doing things like putting lemon vitality in my water and drinking it, um, getting plenty of, of exercise, keeping moving. If you are on a super low carb um, diet like I am, you don't really have to watch your salt. As a matter of fact, it's, it's recommended to um, supplement your magnesium, potassium, and salt, which are your electrolytes. Um, but if you're not, if you're not on that low carb, um, grain-free, sugar-free type diet, you do need to watch your sodium. That's going to help. Um, put your feet up when you're, when you're sitting, try to, to elevate your feet. That's going to help quite a bit. Um, but, but seriously, the, the drink that I made, um, that I mentioned before, that red drink, that helps with the, the inflammation, the swelling in the body. Um, and just making sure to get enough fluids is really going to help with that swelling. So one of the things that I would say you typically hear about is awesome hair during pregnancy. And one of the reasons I guess that that is that I have read is that you don't supposedly you don't shed as much during pregnancy. You, you hold on to your hair for whatever reason. And, um, and so you, you have more hair because it's not all falling out. So you have it all at once, um, because you lose a lot of hair. It cycles through all the time. And so then three or four months postpartum, you start losing your hair and everybody's going, I'm bald. That's because I'm stressed out. No, it's just the hair that you normally would have been losing that is now falling out. Um, but like with me, um, I had a baby May of 2018. I had a baby September of 2019. And I also am now nine weeks pregnant. And so my body has, has really been struggling to, to keep up with that hormonal flux. And I am not going to lie. I have some bald patches that I have been working with that, um, really has, has helped. I use a mermaid spray that really helps the, the quality of your hair and it helps clean the scalp. Um, this mermaid spray is um, water and witch hazel and rosemary and cedar wood and uh, lavender oils and I put it mix it together put it in a spray bottle and I spritz it on my scalp um, especially in my problem areas right um, by my temples and up in the corners of my forehead um, at least once a day and it does help I can see growth um, I'm in the super weird um, 
growth period where it won't lay down, but at least it's not like balding anymore. So that's awesome. I was not ready for a receding hairline. Um, so that helps. Um, but one of the things that is the best for, and the single most important mineral for maintaining your strength and integrity of your hair and the hair follicle is actually sulfur. And so going back to that red drink, uh, this is, this is the magic pregnancy drink here, guys, is the sulfurzyme. Um, your sulfurzyme is amazing. It actually, um, it has the sulfur. It has, um, it has so many different things. I'll have to do a whole episode just on Sulfurzyme because it is one of my favorite products. It's a uh, sweetened with stevia. It is um, a pink powder that doesn't taste bad at all. Um, I mix it, like I said, with um, different things. I personally am, part of the reason that I do the absorbic acid in my red drink is just the extra boost of vitamin C. Um, but it's because I don't like a lot of really, really sweet things. Um, I prefer to have that, um, that tart, that sour undertone. And so if I do the Ningxia and the Sulfurzyme, to me, it can be just a little too sweet in and of itself. And so that scoop of absorbic acid adds that sour undertone to make it more like, like a, a fruity drink because fruit is not just simply sweet, you know, in and of itself. It has that, that tangy undertone to it that I like. Um, so that's what I do there. Um, you can do all kinds of oils to help your hair and your scalp to be clean and to be, you know, the best it can be to try to give yourself a chance to, to not have, um, the hair loss. And a lot of people won't experience this during pregnancy. This is more of an after pregnancy. But for me, this is something that I have um, dealt with quite a bit. So um, that's something to think about. Like I said, you know, your, your sulfurzyme is going to be super important. You're also going to want to make sure you're getting enough protein. Um, so in the mornings, this is my coffee and I do drink coffee still during pregnancy. Um, but I don't just drink coffee. Okay. I use, um, so I, I pour like my half a cup of black coffee and then I will put MCT oil in it. Um, and then I will put some, um, fiber. I will put powdered fiber in it and I will put, um, uh, like either, um, what is it? I can't think of the name of the brand that I use right now. Um, but I use a collagen protein, a collagen peptides powder in my coffee as well. It all, it all dissolves completely. Um, sometimes if I'm just needing some extra boost, um, I do have a protein drink that I like. Um, you could put the pure protein complete. You could put something like that. There's a chocolate protein powder Young Living has that you could use. Um, but right this second, I'm actually just using a, a liquid protein drink and I'll put like a half to a third, third to a half, um, of this drink, like creamer in my coffee. And in the mornings when I'm feeling kind of nauseous and can't really eat much, um, 
I can usually drink that down pretty well. And I know I'm getting some nutrition in with that because the, the adequate protein, your collagen, um, all of that's going to be important for your hair. Um, so keep that in mind um, when you're nearing the end of your pregnancy, especially um, the collagen is actually going to be great for you and baby all the way through. Um, and again, that's not really a Young Living product. That is just one of the things that I do that I highly recommend that has helped me. Um, and ongoing, you know, your postpartum, and I'm, I'm still considered postpartum, and I'm pregnant, and everything else. Um, having babies close together gets kind of complicated. <laughs> um, so a big, big, big thing in pregnancy, um, especially early pregnancy, you get like this super, super tired, like early pregnancy tired, where, I mean, you're not just forming a baby. The, the placenta is a really amazing thing. And, and to form the placenta actually takes so much from your body because it is the only, the baby is formed by God and, and it develops from its own, like its cells dividing, you know, all of that. Um, the placenta is actually a combined organ. You create the placenta, your body and the baby's body with the combined effort actually creates this placenta. And so that's part of the reason that you are so tired is your body is actually making a whole new organ. And, and it takes a lot out of your body in order to, to do that. And, you know, that's something that's not visible to you. You don't think of the placenta and all of the extra things um, that are going on outside of just the baby. But it's a super vitally part, you know, important part of the pregnancy and of the baby that takes a lot out of your body to make. And so that early pregnancy fatigue, et cetera, it is a real deal. Um, and I struggle with it hardcore. You get into your second trimester, you kind of hit that, that energetic phase and it typically lasts for me. I mean, I have my days, but typically I'm energetic all the way up until like the week before I deliver. And I can always tell whenever I'm getting close because I go from being super active, want to run four miles a day, let's let's just like have this thing out, um, to just dead. I mean, I just stop. Um, and, and I can always tell that I'm getting really close to having the baby because I just, I fade. Um, so anyways, the fatigue is such a real thing. Um, your hormones can play a big role in fatigue. Um, progesterone, what, that's a big pregnancy hormone, progesterone. Um, you, you might need a little boost of it in order to, to have more um, energy. One of the things that I use all through my pregnancy is Progestins Plus. And I just take a drop or two and put on my forearms, basically right um, an inch or two above my wrist and then rub them together, rub my forearms together. And I do that once or twice a day. And um, that is a natural um, progesterone, um, essential oil that, that, that has the natural progesterone. It's a serum. It's not actually an essential oil. Um, and that really, really, really helps um, to support some of my 
my pregnancy issues, but especially um, that fatigue. Um, I do try to take a nap when I can. Don't be too proud. The dishes will be there. The kids will be there. Um, I will say that one of the things that I hate um, is when you first have a baby, especially, you know, you have everybody coming at you and everybody's like, oh, when the baby sleeps, you need to sleep. And you're going, but I, I have so much to do. If the baby's actually going to sleep, I've got dishes, I've got laundry, I've got other kids. I have so many things coming at me. If the baby's going to sleep, I feel like I should be doing something because I'm being lazy. You're not being lazy. You're so tired. Like you cannot put your an oxygen mask on someone else if you don't have your oxygen mask on it just you do yours first that way you have the ability to take care of someone else you cannot pour from an empty teacup and when you are pregnant just use it it's not even an excuse it is a legitimate thing if you need a nap you take it even just a power nap set your alarm for 15 minutes 20 minutes and, and find a place you can escape for just a minute. Um, if you're not able to actually sleep, um, do something that calms you, that you can just sit and relax for a little while because sometimes just stress gives you that mental and physical fatigue that is just compounded because of pregnancy and pregnancy symptoms, etc. Another thing that will sometimes cause um, fatigue is actually um, a burdened colon or, or liver. And when your digestive system is not working correctly, it does not um, absorb the calories, the, the nutrition, etc. And so you do not get that energy boost from the food, which is why we eat food. Food equals calories equals energy. Um, and so, you know, you can eat all the things that you want, but if your digestive system is not working correctly, you're going to be fatigued. And unfortunately, we already talked about the fact that hormones, etc., can cause digestive system upsets when we're pregnant. And so we need to be very mindful of that and of what we're eating and how we're eating and our um our gut as we're pregnant because it's going to have um, really lasting effects on the rest of your pregnancy. Um, we talk about holistic lifestyles and holistic um, living and paying attention to all the things because we don't just say, I've got a headache. You say, okay, what's causing it? You know, is it a stress headache? What do I need to do? to try to not just treat the headache, but take away the factors that are causing the headache. Um, and so same thing goes with, with all of this, with your fatigue, with, with everything, you know, go into it and think about what's causing it and, and eliminate those sources of stress if you can. I understand there are some things that just can't go away. And so what we need to do is, is again, go back to the previous podcast episode and, and look at the stress and, and see what you can do to try to help manage that. So I lied. We have one more teeny little TMI, kind of. I mean, I'm an open book. Nothing's really TMI for me. Um, so the last thing we're going to talk about today, pregnancy issues that you might deal with, um, heartburn, indigestion, and gas. Um, 
flatulence. Um, the other day, my five-year-old came up to me and was like, man, you've been having so much flatulence. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Um, I just love that my five-year-old uses the word flatulence. So what, what is gas? I mean, we all know that it's flatulence. We all know it's a byproduct of the di digestive system. Um, but gas uh, can be caused by a lack of digestive enzymes and the consumption of indigestible starches that promote bacteria production in the colon. So thank you, Mr. Webster. So back to those enzymes. They're going to be so important for so many things in our pregnancies. So that's something to consider. And I know for sure the indigestible starches is what's causing my gas right now. Because as soon as I started allowing myself those Chick-fil-A waffle fries that I have indulged in um, and eating my comfort food, which is a baked potato, um, I felt it like right away. And, and I knew that it was not the best for me. Um, but unfortunately my desire to just eat what I wanted got in the way and, and I have some inflammation issues and set, et cetera, that I'm dealing with right now because of my stubbornness and my need for starches right now. Um, and I'm forgiving myself. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I can put them away and walk away and I know I will be doing so much better in this pregnancy. Um, so that's for gas. Um, something that you can do is, you know, again with the digize, if you're really having gassiness, you can put the digize on your belly. You can use digize vitality. You can put a drop under your tongue. That will help quite a bit. That actually helps with also the indigestion, which indigestion is what causes your your bloating, your belching, sometimes it even causes the nausea. It might not be actual morning sickness you're dealing with, you're dealing with more bloating and indigestion. Um, and so that that's something to consider. And again, just same as with the morning sickness, we're looking at peppermint, we're looking at, again, the digize, all of that type of thing. Um, the essential enzymes, you know, your, your enzymes, your digestive enzymes are going to be really important for that as well. Um, lastly, and this is something that I deal with more in the latter part of pregnancy, and it does have to do with all of your organs being shoved up into your body and squishing your stomach and doing all of that, um, but you can help yourself with it. You don't have to just live with it, um, is the heartburn. And it's the feeling of pain in the center of your chest. It may extend into your back or neck during or after eating. And this is not necessarily essential oils or Young Living related at all. But lemon is actually one of the best remedies for heartburn. And this heartburn can cause nausea, which again, morning sickness, it all just, it, 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 everything is connected. It's a holistic thing. Your body is not a whole bunch of individual things that are individually working. Everything is connected. Um, but one of the things you can do is... Um, juice a lemon and do one half of a lemon squeezed into water and sip on that like as soon as you start your morning uh, before your coffee before anything drink some lemon juice um, if you don't have the lemon available um, like I said I put in my my red drink I do the um, I do the the lemon vitality oil and it does help 
Um, one thing, if you're not into juicing fresh lemons, I mean, it's always best to have the fresh fruit, honestly, but you can buy the organic lemon juice that's already been juiced and just use that and that would work well um, in your water. And lemon juice, it helps the stomach make digestive acids and it helps to alleviate heartburn and other stomach issues. So that's something to consider. Something with real lemon juice to also consider versus like a lemon oil um, is the actual lemon juice contains the, the juice of the lemon, um, the fruit juice. And that fruit juice is highly acidic. And so you wouldn't want to do that too much because you do want to take care of the enamel on your teeth and take care of like some people with super sensitive stomachs can't really do the lemon juice because it burns if they have an ulcer or something like that. Um, but the lemon oil is actually made from the rind of the fruit and it does not have as much of that to cause those issues. Um, so that's something just to consider on that. Um, so I think I've taken all my little sticky notes off and I think that's everything that I can think of off the top of my head that you would deal with, with at least most of pregnancy. Now there are so many other things, but, um, that could be like its own podcast in general, make a whole podcast on nothing but pregnancy, pregnancy issues, how to deal with them, etc. I'm sure there's one out there actually. Um, but I knew that this was a topic that was um, dear to several of my friends' hearts right now. And uh, we're all struggling with it. And um, I thought, you know what? This is a perfect time to make a pregnancy-based podcast. To just get it all over with, all at once. Here's everything. Let's do it. So if you have any questions about um, any of the things that I talked about, um, if you'd like to dig in further, etc., I would love to, to talk to you about it. Um, I'd love to listen to you when you vent about some of your pregnancy frustrations. I want to hear about your pregnancy announcements, etc., because I think, you know, God has created life, and life is crazy, and life is wonderful, and even these unexpected babies. I mean, I'm pregnant with baby number four, and and I don't know that you know um, my whole story or not, but you know we have three more embryos that we're planning to use, and I did not expect a big family. But you know, life is precious, and God has given us this gift of life. And no matter how tired and how cranky, and how sick and how stressed. Um, this baby and these children make me at any given point, no matter how much they cause my hair to fall out, I am so thankful that God has has seen fit to, to make me their mother. Um, and it is absolutely one of the, the biggest joys in life. And, and yes, you know, I make fun of myself as a parent and I talk about my minions and I talk about the, the terrors that I live with and my testosterone tribe. Um, with my, my three boys and my husband, but honestly, they're the biggest joys of my life, and, and parenthood, motherhood is so amazing, and your life will never be the same, but 
it's the it's the most precious thing that you can ever be given is is the gift of being a mom so despite everything that's going to be coming at you i want you to just enjoy it put your hands on your belly and pray for that baby and talk to that baby and tell that baby what you're thinking and just love this life that's inside of you thanks for listening and if you have any further questions i'm going to try to make some pretty good lists of stuff on my show notes Um, be sure and check it out Um, i'm also going to put a link to my other blog that i that i keep um, that is nothing typically nothing but it's more my personal blog um, and it is called crazy little thing called life and it is about our infertility journey and motherhood and some of the, the issues that, that we have faced with that. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. No obligation. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And I hope that some of this information has helped you.